Welcome to day four of week two, and this is Brianna. I am your host for Revealed in Ephesians, the mystery of who I am in Christ. I want to thank you, ladies, for um, continuing to do this Bible study with us through Ephesians. The Lord is going to continue to bless you as you study His Word and as you seek His face. Again, He is our great reward, as you probably read in our day of study this week, I believe it was day one, that God is your reward. Um, Like the idea of heaven itself with all the streets of gold and angels and mansions, that is not a reward. That is simply going to be a place to live. But God himself will be your reward in heaven. And as we learn about the Holy Spirit and His role in our lives. The Holy Spirit is God, and He lives inside of you through Jesus Christ, through faith in Christ. And when you trust in Him, you experience the Lord more and more. And God comes into your home. God comes, You're His temple here on earth. And in heaven, He's going to have a temple for you to live in. He's going to have a mansion for you to live in. And the ultimate goal is, in either place, is for you to know Him and for Him to know you. We learned yesterday about the Holy Spirit being our deposit, our deposit that guarantees our inheritance, and how as the Holy Spirit is working in our lives, we're automatically going to have the power of God at work in our lives. We also learned that you need to eagerly desire the greater gifts, that God is in you, but He still wants you to seek Him and to ask Him, fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord God. Fill me with your gifts. Eagerly desire gifts from God, and He will give them to you. I'm not talking about pearls and diamonds, ladies. I'm talking about something better than that. I'm talking about something better than like a Prada bag. Um, This is the real deal, the the glory of God at work in your life, life. And then, Um, As you are seeking the Lord, He is going to do a great work in you and bring fruit in your life. And that is the fruit of repentance. Jesus actually said to the Pharisees that God was going to take what He had given to them, to the Pharisees. The Pharisees had rejected Jesus, and He was going to give it to a people who would produce the kingdom's fruit. So the kingdom of God is is a kingdom about the fruit of God. And love is one of the fruit of the Spirit. Love is the greatest fruit because it is by the love of God that Christ came to redeem us from ourselves, from our own rebellion and from our sin. And as we repent and as we give over parts of our lives to the Lord, then He can come in and take those parts of us that we've been reserving back and holding back for ourselves, and He can do a great work in us. So if you struggle with being controlling, if you struggle with fear and um, or anger, um, when people mess up your plan, and you begin to repent of that fear and that control, and ask the Lord God Almighty to be in control, to be, He's literally your house guest. He, he owns, I mean, He created you, first of all. Let's remember that God created you in His image. God redeemed you by the blood of His one and only Son, and He filled you with His Spirit. He raised you up from the dead. So really, God owns you. I mean, 
God owns you and he owns you to give you life. His goal is to give you life. Jesus said, I come to give you life abundantly. So our inheritance in the Lord here on earth, that deposit, that little tiny taste that we have of heaven is abundant life. It's love. And not just directed toward us, but he, when he's transforming our lives by his Holy Spirit, by the deposit in our life, will make us more loving towards others. I don't even know if I like to use the word make because it sounds like he forces us. God doesn't force you to do anything. But as you repent and you humble yourself before the Lord, he will lift you up and he will fill you with those things. So um, it's it really goes two ways. So God's living in us and we have to respond to him by his spirit. So if you're sitting around waiting for God to make you do something, to make a change, that's not a life of faith. A life of faith is being like Abraham and Abraham trusted God and he believed in God and God credited it to him as righteousness. So when God said, Abraham, I want you to leave your parents and your father's house, and I want you to come with me to a land, and, and basically you're not going to know where I'm taking you. And Abraham believed God and followed him. Abraham didn't sit around and err and say, well, when you make me get up and walk, God, and follow you, then I'll believe. No, Abraham believed him, and then he acted. So as we respond to Jesus Christ by faith, trusting in Him, repenting of our sin, His Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us. We receive His Spirit by faith. We say, God, fill me with Your Holy Spirit. I pray that every day. I pray that God will fill me every day. Um, his Holy Spirit lives in us. We are like, we are the temple of God, not like the temple of God, but we are like the old temple. Think about Solomon's temple. When Solomon made the temple for God in the Old Testament, the Spirit of God came and descended on the temple and filled the whole temple so that the priests could not even stand to do their work. So that first time when the Holy Spirit came into the temple, into Solomon's temple, it was so overwhelming. People just could barely stand. They couldn't stand at all. And then the Lord did not dwell in Solomon's temple like that continuously. He still lived in Solomon's temple in the Holy of Holies, in where the Ark of the Covenant was. He lived in the temple, but he did not fill the temple. So if that helps you to have an understanding, if you know the Bible well, you understand that the Holy Spirit can live inside of you, but not fill you. You need to have a life that is full of the Holy Spirit and power. And that is simply by surrendering. And we are taught in the New Testament. See, we have a greater covenant than the old covenant that Solomon lived under. Our covenant is not by the covenant of lambs and bulls and rams. Our covenant is by the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And the Spirit of God lives in our bodies. It's absolutely incredible. So we can experience that filling of the Spirit, being full of the Spirit a lot. You can experience that every day. God can come into your life in power every day. And yes, He can live in you without you living a life full of the Spirit. He can live inside of you in the Holy of Holies in your spirit, but um, that, that the Lord has made alive through His death and resurrection and that you have received by faith. But the Apostle Paul implores us to live a life full 
of the Spirit, where every part, every court of the temple is filled with His Spirit. And this filling of the Spirit is, again, and I feel like I'm really saying the same thing over and over, but it is experiencing God's presence. It's not living a life where you're working for God, but you are living with God, experiencing God, talking to God, asking God to help you on on your commute. I, I pray, God, make me a great teacher today. Help me to be a great teacher. Help me to be the mother you want me to be. Fill me with your spirit. Give me wisdom. Um, I'm always laying even the most um, basic things in my life before the Lord because He really wants to communicate with you because God knows everything. And what we experience with God in this life, when He's communicating to us, when He's even when He does an amazing miracle in your life, you might experience Him in power. He might bring a healing into your life. You might have a time in worship where you feel His presence physically. Um, when I'm teaching, sometimes I'll actually feel like my chest is on fire, like I'll feel God's presence so powerfully, and it's so amazing. I'll have a physical sensation of it. But this, as it says in 1 Corinthians 13, is such a childish understanding and experience compared to what we're going to experience in heaven. It's so small and little compared to the overwhelming glory of God we will experience in heaven when we see Him face to face. So these gifts that God gives us, this power that we experience with Him in this life, it says in 1 Corinthians 13, Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. So what you experience with God right now, even if you speak in tongues, even if you prophesy, even if you have knowledge, when you get to heaven, you're not going to need those things. Some people say this part of scripture means that all these supernatural gifts are going to pass pass away after the apostolic age. That's not what this is saying. If that's true, then knowledge would have to pass away because it's listed right there alongside tongues and prophecy. But knowledge is not passed away, and it's not going to pass away until heaven because in heaven, when we are in heaven, we are going to know everything about God, and it's not going to be stored in our brains. It's going to just be a supernatural spiritual knowledge that we have about life, about God, about everything. We will have fullness. It won't be something we have to retrieve from our memory bank. We will just have this complete knowledge of God whenever we see Him face to face. So right now, what you experience with the Lord is a blessing. It's beautiful. It's powerful. But when you get to heaven and you see God face to face, all of these things, all of these supernatural gifts will fall away because the ultimate goal of these gifts is for you to know God in all of his glory, and to be encouraged with hope in the redemption power of Jesus Christ and the inheritance that we will experience in heaven.